Hey, what's up, fam? It's Stephen Brogan Cortez here. Uh, welcome to episode, what is this, 39 of the Why the F Not podcast. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, in this episode, cheap therapy. Uh, it's just that, some cheap therapy. I'm going to get a little vulnerable with y'all. So, hey, I mean, I, a trigger warning. I mean, for those who don't like to hear crying, I'm being a little facetious, but I'm being a little serious too. You know, I'm messing around, but I'm being a little serious here. You know, in case you're like, oh, I don't want to hear Stephen cry, you know, then, hey, you don't have to. But I do get a little vulnerable in this episode, uh, just a little FYI. But yeah, hey, thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Check one, two, check. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Uh, so this might be so I don't know if y'all remember about when this podcast first started. Uh, I always kind of went off with the notion that it's cheap therapy. <sighs> Today is definitely one of those days. I'm okay. Nothing's going on bad with me in my life, you know, just stress, pressure of life and whatnot. You know, we're all feeling it and whatnot. I am definitely feeling it uh, today, past week or so. Uh, so it's definitely one of those episodes, one of those cheap therapy episodes. Will I cry? Probably. I feel like crying already, dude. I'm just so anxious. I'm so scared of the unknown. You ever feel that way? I'm scared of the unknown. So what did I, I, I don't know. Okay, so okay, where can I start? So for almost a year, coming up March, coming up in March, it'll be a year. So I'm almost there, but hopefully we make it there, right? But coming up March, it'll be a year that I've been working as a contact tracer slash, slash uh, community care specialist, pretty much helping out with the COVID response. And the job came out of nowhere. The jam, The job came up towards the end of my unemployment after you know leaving Disneyland and I was terrified to know what was going to happen and my girlfriend was like yo I went on Indeed or LinkedIn forgot which one and she's like I found this job Steven and I don't know what I would do without Steph god ugh. but she uh she was like look check this out bilingual contact tracing let's see what this is about you know little did I know it was going to be one of the best jobs ever just best the reason the job comes up is because of COVID. so the reasons for the job coming up aren't great but it came in the best of times man it, it, it was a, it was one of the best jobs ever because of the circumstances because of you know the the, the people the, the supervisor management not gonna say any of their names but like everyone was just great and that might be coming up to an end and I'm still a performer. I'm still an actor, and I still do all these things. There's still so many layers of who I am. Definitely can't be one of those uh, therapy episodes. I'm gonna start crying, y'all. Have I cried on this show before? I call this show cheap therapy, but I've never actually cried. But just this is all the anxiety I've been feeling of the fear of anxiety of the unknown. Ah, uh, but um, why am I crying? Shit. I'm crying because I'm crying because I am scared of the unknown. I'm, scared, I'm sad that my job's ending, you know, maybe ending in December. You know, that's good, you know, because, hey, it's great that it's great that COVID's getting better. 
it's just uh, I'm gonna miss the people. I'm, it's I've been a hermit, you know, means to have talked about it. Been a fucking hermit. Uh, auditioning is gonna be a new change of pace. Got an audition coming soon, but I've been a hermit, y'all. I don't know about y'all with going back into the workplace, but this job's allowed me to be like a nice little hermit, do some self care. I feel like I've gotten in a cocoon, you know. Not a bad cocoon, good cocoon. But prior to being in this cocoon, I definitely felt like a caterpillar trying to be a butterfly, you know? This is definitely going to be a this is definitely going to be a therapy episode. Oh, leave me a sec, y'all. Distracted. Got to do one thing really quick. Oh, but I feel like I've been in a, in a cocoon and again, not a bad cocoon, not a bad cocoon at all, but a cocoon where prior to the cocoon, like I was saying, I was, oh, I was, uh, I don't know. How can I, how can I explain this? <sighs> prior to being in the cocoon, I was like a caterpillar trying to be a butterfly. I was, I don't know. I felt like I was trying hard, really hard to seek out this validation in me like a hole trying to fill it with something external I know what all what that hole was and what it is and whatnot. it was just this feeling of not being taken care of being neglected and some childhood stuff my mom wasn't terrible at all no but she was like a lot of other Latino kids in a lot of single single uh, parent households a lot of kids who grew up in that it's just a parent who who worked a lot and barely saw her you know, it was hard, for sure, really hard, oh, fuck, and I guess I'm just dealing with that now, fuck, (laughs) fuck, I guess it was really hard to see my mom work so hard, you know, she never really did what she loved, quote-unquote, what she was passionate about, she cleaned houses, took care of kids, and she was, she loved it, I mean, she, she seemed happy as long as I can remember. I, I don't. I don't know if I don't remember my mom being unhappy, but or, or I blocked that out. But yeah, I, I think there was definitely some neglect involved there, some neglect that was happening. I felt neglected, being home alone or being taken care of by like my cousin or someone else. You know, baby. Like I remember once when I was a kid being dropped off by my mom to be taking, you know, a babysitter. Dude, you you remember this? Any of you remember this? Having that feeling of, like, being dropped off at a babysitter and it feels like you're being abandoned forever? Like, that's what it felt like for me, man. Oh. Oh, so now here we are today. All those feelings, right? And, there's, and I'm still dealing with all those feelings, trying to navigate life, trying not to let some sort of need of validation steer my course but uh what's my watch saying my watch telling me to stand up stop crying no tell me something else oh hold for a sec let me see are we good yes But uh, where was I? Totally. 
So this cheap therapy is going to be getting started now. Bear with me. Thanks for listening, for listening right now. But uh, let's get this cheap therapy going. You're just going to hear me talking, storytelling. All right, y'all? Get ready. You've been warned. It's like a trigger warning. So if you're still here, I mean, you chose to be here, right? Well, <sighs> fear of the unknown. This job's been great. Haven't really had a moment to, I don't know, COVID for sure had us all stop. Yeah, had us all stop and reassess, if anything. Maybe you weren't aware that you were reassessing, but that's what you were doing, right? You were reassessing. I was reassessing, reassessing, not reassessing, but analyzing my life or just looking at it, you know, taking perspective. Definitely don't think I was doing that enough. Just moving, 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 momentum forward, momentum forward, momentum forward. Uh, worked at an awesome spot. Let's see. Okay, so let's see where this journey goes to so far. After high school, going to college, can't count working at Michael's as a job. But I had a job at After School All Stars. Oh, that was a great. Oh fuck, let me get. Oh man, I'm gonna cry a lot during this fucking podcast. I warned you, okay? So if you're like, damn, he's crying a lot during this podcast. Oh, shit. Um, worked at uh, After School All-Stars. Why does it sound like I'm I'm not dying, everyone? Just so you know, I'm not dying. I think that's how I feel. I definitely feel this doom and gloom sense within me. Don't know if y'all were getting that vibe with how I'm talking. I'm not dying. Everything is fine. Like, physically, I'm fucking... I feel great. Everything is great. My mental health, I mean... This, I hope, is not, I mean, not this, me on my show or whatever and spewing my feelings and crying, but experiencing the feelings, all this, this is normal, right? So I guess my mental health is okay, too. I'm not holding things in. I'm not repressing. God, I've been crying a lot this week. A lot of anxiety crying, but let's go back to After School All-Stars. So I worked at After School All-Stars while uh, studying music at CSUN. Great job, man. Working at Valor Academy. Worked as the... Do uh, you just make shit up as you go, too, man? I don't know why I'm so... I had more safety back then, quote-unquote. I don't even know what that safety means. Like, I just lived at home, but... Uh, you just make shit up as you go, right? But anyway, so... I worked at After School All Stars as a it was like an after school program for kids, right? As the program evolved and as my position there evolved, they were like, "Oh, we can have a school of rock class, like a music class, right?" But we don't necessarily have a curriculum of how that's supposed to work. We don't have a plan. So I uh, I was like, you know what? I know music. I can do it. Let's do it, right? I'm, I'm studying music at CSUN. They showed me the equipment that they uh, had in store, in storage, and I found out that this school, uh, I don't know if it was the program after school All-Stars or the school itself, but they had a closet full of, not even, it was like a small storage room, full of musical instruments, uh, just guitars, basses, uh, drum sets, two sets, I think, but drum set. Uh, they had speakers, like sound equipment. They had uh, sound boards, like small, set, compact sound boards. Gosh, they had everything. And they were like, can you figure this out? And I'm just, oh, fuck. 
I don't know if I don't give myself credit. Fuck. Don't forget, give yourself credit. I'm going to cry right now because Steven back then was like in the moment. Cry big. Cry break number two. Why the fuck am I crying again? Oh, I'm crying. Because I just, I definitely don't give myself enough credit. And just looking back, just seeing how everything's been. Not even everything. Just after school, all stars alone. Looking back on that. Just that. Acknowledging just the beginnings of that and what I, what I began with them, right? It's satisfying. It's like a nice, satisfying feeling. Giving myself that validation. Oh, good cheap therapy. So, yeah. So, uh, I open up this cave of wonders that is this closet with all these instruments right and they were like yeah fucking figure it out Steven you know like get a school of rock going and so I had all these kids none of them really had any musical experience I remember one kid Ricky he was like one of the few kids who no Ricky and John two kids who had like these kids were already they had music background John played piano Ricky was already playing guitar and uh None of them, none of the other ones really played. Fuck, man. (sighs) Maybe that's just all the anxiety I've been feeling today. I'm just releasing it. Who knows? If if anything, y'all, you should start a podcast just so you can cry. (laughs) And just allow yourself to think and go through all these feelings and thoughts and shit, right? (laughs) But okay, here we are. None of the kids really knew how to play. And not all the kids in the class wanted to play. Which is really cool. Like, not all of them wanted to play music, but they wanted to be in the class. So I was like, crap, okay, what do we do? How can I keep them here? And and, 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 and I, I, just, I just thought, well, if you don't want to play music, but you want to be in School of Rock, do you guys want to be techies? And so we made some of them, a lot of them techies, roadies, right? I taught some... Like, I taught these kids, and you know what? It was me kind of working smart, not hard. I didn't want, I was kind of glad to have the kids want to help because it was a lot of time to put up the setup. So the setup included putting up the drum set. So we would break down the drum set. We'd have to build the drum set back up. Uh, We would have to put up the speakers for the sound systems, right, to get everything so we can hear ourselves. We had to plug in everything to the soundboard. We had to tune the instruments uh, we had to warm up, right? And then finally we would practice our songs. So why not have the kids help out as techies, right? Have them help out and help me out so I don't have to work as hard and we can get set up quicker, break down quicker. It was amazing, man. So yeah, Ricky, John, they didn't know how to play instruments. Uh, one of the little ones, Zoe, she didn't know play. She couldn't play a thing. I mean, she, she wanted to play bass because I believe her uncle played bass. Oh, fuck. I love teaching for sure. Uh, uh, 
but Zoe loved to play the bass. She was a tiny little thing, played the bass. Oh man, me and Zoe and her family stayed in touch. Like she, I ended up giving her voice lessons and tap dancing lessons. She got into performing and all that. Oh, fuck. Very emotional today. Definitely having to feel like I need to explain myself. Kind of like a defense mechanism, probably. <clears throat> but School of Rock was great. That happened for maybe a year or two. I forgot how long that lasted, but I was there for a little while throughout college. <clears throat> From there, I um, I left School of Rock, and that was sad. I mean, was I sad? Maybe, honestly, looking back, I don't feel like I was as emotional before. Or as in touch with my emotions before because I wanted to stay detached. I didn't want to get too attached to groups or people, I guess. Just feel that feeling of abandonment at the end, right? Like at the end of a show. You do a musical theater show. You have those friends. Like summer camp at the end. It's goodbye, right? A friend once told me, when you do a show, like, have you picked your, have you picked your little group to take with you? Because it's hard. It's so hard to do a show and then you fall in love with all these people. You become a family and then you just have to disappear, disconnect. Everyone does their own thing. We're all working. We're all doing our thing, right? I know I don't want that nine to five, which is funny because that's what I'm doing now with PHI, but I'm a, it's a little bit more open here, right? Like. I was able to learn things through PHI. But anyways, I don't want that 9 to 5 stuck programming, you know, that kind of fucking program job where I can't, I'm not free to feel or think or do much, right? The PHI has given me that. But I definitely like that, and I don't like that contract-based, short-term life that is acting, right? Performing. It's scary. It's uncertain. It's shaky. I want to start a family. I want to have all these things, but you need sacrifice for it. Like, I can't start a family right now. And then having these, like, small contract gigs here and there, it's it's hard. <sighs> but I wasn't thinking about that before. I was in the moment. That word, maybe, maybe these feelings, I don't, are they not valid? I don't know, but I wasn't as, I don't know, attached I was just very much in the momentum of swing of things, not thinking much about too far ahead, scaring myself with the uncertainty of the unknown that is the future, right? So yeah, after All Stars, I went to Rockwell, I think. Wow, Rockwell, that was such a journey. I don't even remember how long I worked there, years at least, right? I started there as an intern, out of all things, as an intern, I was an intern, not even getting paid, just helping out with on the phone, scheduling stuff, right? In the office with Kate Pizakis, the great Kate Pizakis, helping out with intern there. And then, oh, my friend Stephanie got me that job, Stephanie Lazard. Shout out, Steph. Thank you. Uh, got that job. Not really a job, just the internship, right? And then that became a job as the house manager slash host for the main stage area. That was great. That, like, fuck. 
That was fun. God, the adventures I had there, dude. <laughs> Rockwell table and stage. I got to sit down and eat with Jeff Goldblum, you know, privately while we waited for his show to start, you know, before the room filled up. It was me and my friend Jenny Park. I think she was there, too. She was going to see the show. We were eating some food before the show started, you know, before we opened the house. Jeff was chilling. He was eating his food, and he was like, can I sit with you guys? And we just sat down, talked about theater in New York, talked about his journey. Fuck, man. Everyone has their journey, right? Everyone has their... We're just... You're in the midst of your journey. This isn't the end of the journey. I think that's my biggest fear, that I'm at the end of my journey. End of the dream. Fuck. It's really sad and heartbreaking. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's the fact that, I don't know, my dad died at a somewhat early age, right? I think my dad was in his 30s when he died, or late, early 30s. No, he wasn't, God, he wasn't that old at all. <sighs> no, whatever, but, but Rockwell, just got to do that. I got to uh, see a lot of great people perform, learn a lot from them, absorb, right? God, I'm getting lightheaded. I don't know if it's all the crying or just I haven't eaten yet. <sighs> but let's see. Rockwell happened. Oh, I'm starting to feel numb now. This pain in my chest. I don't know, y'all. Anxiety setting in. But Rockwell happened. And that was a dream. I got to do little odd jobs here and there for uh, for Chris and Wayne, who were the owners of Rockwell, who actually have their own catering crew catering company got to work the catering gig for Elton John's was it his uh, Oscar party that was fun that was fun got to got to serve wine to the owner of the of New England's uh, New England Patriots Caitlyn Jenner was there yeah, she's freaking tall dude you just you're like yeah Caitlyn Jenner hey yeah for, you're, you're still an athlete huh you're just a tall specimen specimen of a human I see you Caitlyn I uh, got to see St. Paul and the Broken Bones. It's just, it's, uh, it's just, I feel so out of it. I don't know if it's because of like where I came from. I feel so restricted sometimes. I feel so lower than it's weird. It's that self-confidence. I don't know if it comes from growing up lower, you know, lower income, you know, single mom, you know, mom who immigrated here. A mom who, you know, worked her ass hard. She didn't work in the entertainment industry. She never, she didn't do any of that. She owns her own business now, though. Hell yeah, she does. Like, my mom's inspirational. Like, she's like, the reason why I don't give up, right? The reason why I keep going. Fuck. <sighs> yeah, man, we all have that thought to give up, to stop, but we can't. I mean, we can. We definitely can just stop and give up. You know? Get out of the sun, it burns too much, right? Like this, as the song says. Step out, step out of the sun. Ah. A lot of feelings today, man. A lot of feelings today. Ah. Well, 
trying to just stay calm. Sorry, preoccupied with work stuff. <laughs> trying not to get overwhelmed with that. And it's so funny, I'm overwhelmed because I'm not doing anything because uh, the county we're working for, we're on a pause right now, so I'm in an in-between. I'm still contracted, though, so we're seeing what's going on, but I'm just freaking out about that. But let's try to stay in, 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 track, in track with the where we were, yeah? So yeah, Rockwell did that for a while. That was fun. I left for Disneyland. <laughs> I left Rockwell for Disneyland to be a photographer, part-time, photo pass. I did that, man. That was a physically demanding job. Yo, man, like, custodial at Disneyland, that's one hell of a job. A photo pass, ooh, man, respect. You do not disrespect. Like, when I first started at photo pass, people asked me, oh, my God, are you like those photographers at Universal who are like, oh, you want to hold Woody? And I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. No, I'm not. Like, no offense to the photographers at Universal Studios. No offense to them. Do your job. Respect. But I heard the training there isn't as in-depth as Disneyland PhotoPass training. Also, uh, we have lines. Disneyland PhotoPass, we don't come to you. You come to us. You know what I mean? You come to PhotoPass. You want a photo taken by PhotoPass? Either you get lucky and you see one wandering around who's just trying to make some magic and have some fun, or... You go get in line at that main entrance. Yeah, you know, there is a line. Oh, there is definitely a line. All those folks who just try to cut in line are like, oh, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't I didn't know there wasn't a line. And it's like, excuse me, you did know there was a line. You saw it on the left right there as you walked in. You're just trying to play ignorant so that you can try to sneak in. But guess what? There's no sneaking in here. There's no fast pass for photo pass, okay? And there's no fast pass anymore in general, okay? There's no The genie can't help you here. What's up, Milo? Little Milo's, what's he doing? Little Milo's. Might have to pause really quick. Give me a sec, fam. Give me a sec. Might have to do a quick little pause. All right, that was a good little pause. I think Milo's fine. He might need to go for a walk. I think I need to go for a walk, take a break. Oh, this feels like a good little part one. You know, cheap therapy with Stephen part one. Definitely one of those days. Is there more? Definitely more. Do I got to pace myself? Definitely. You know, you got to be good to yourself. You know, and, and there's certain words. I think it's cerebellus. Cerebellus, as Zoe would say. I think she's the one who, who got this in Zoe's head and she gave it to me. But it's the thing I say at the end, right? At the end of the podcast, you are enough. You are more than enough. It's amazing how enough you are. Fuck. For, for cheap therapy today, I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to... I'm going to say it to myself and end off by saying, I am enough. I am more than enough. It is amazing how enough I am. <laughs> All right, let's get to that outro. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Why the F Not podcast, episode 39. I told you it was going to get a little vulnerable there, y'all. Come back later. Maybe we'll do a little bit more deep diving. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe it'll inspire y'all to do a little deep diving into yourselves, you know, in a healthy way, of course. But uh, thanks for listening. Uh, check me out at Stephen underscore Brogan underscore Cortez for my Instagram. Check out the Why the F Not podcast instagram as well message me there send some messages for the show and thanks for listening take care y'all and don't forget you're enough 
You're more than enough. It's amazing how enough you are. Bye.